the NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Babs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner for all things basketball. And I'm joined as always by Reese Williams at Mind of Reese on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find them. Reese, how was your week? Uh Week was week was this week was decent. I can't even talk. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, week was decent. Uh, nice Saturday that I just had, ending it off right. Back to work tomorrow, so hopefully this next upcoming week is decent as well. But how was yours? Uh, I can't complain too much. Uh, still settling in at the new job. Uh, my partner in crime, if you will, the person I'm going to be working closest with was actually here this week, so I got a little bit more of a rundown on what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Um, still still, still a big a big learning curve, but uh, it's all good. Um, I hate being in a position of not knowing what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing, which is what my situation is right now. Understandable. They just threw a list of like 50 things at me, and I'm just like... <laughs> I'm going to need y'all to break this down step by step, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, other than that, you know, no complaints. Uh, I did just watch, I watched a, f- a couple movies and I watched the second episode of What If. So depending on how this goes podcast wise, maybe we'll get into that a little later. What movies did you, did you watch? I watched uh, The Night House, which I wasn't going to see, but I read one of my guys, um, think john dotson uh does reviews for monsters and critics i think um i read his review and it it kind of got my attention um and then i saw the movie and it actually like the trailer based on the trailer i wasn't going to see it but based on the review i went and saw it and after seeing it i actually really liked it 
really liked it. Like it did something different. I saw like one trailer for it. How'd you feel about the trailer? I mean, it was alright. I wasn't really paying too much attention to the trailer. Didn't grab my attention. Plus, I'm not a horror guy anyway. So okay. yeah, horror is definitely probably my genre. But uh, yeah, it looked it looked goofy from the trailer, but the movie was actually really good. They did a really good job with it. Like I said, if we get time, we'll talk about that later. Uh, the other I movie I saw, have time. The other movie I saw was The Protege, uh, the Samuel Jackson. Uh, Maggie, Maggie Q. Q. Yeah. yeah. Haven't seen and, Maggie uh, Q since Nikita. He was in, was it Fantasy Island? Fantasy, was it Fantasy I, Island? I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About. She was in that. That was the last time I saw her. Oh, okay. Um, it was based on a TV show, right? Sort of. They kind of made it more of like a horror thing. Yeah, they made it into a horror thing. But it it was interesting enough. But uh, I saw that. Then I was, did you see the second episode of What If? Yes, I did. Okay. okay. Again, we'll we'll start with. I know you saw Free Guy last week as well, this week as well. So yeah, we'll Free Free Guy, What If, and then if we have other time, we'll go into the other two. But we'll see. That's just if we got to kill time. Right. Other than that, let's let's get into these Mavs. Um, they didn't give us a lot to talk about this week, so we're gonna we're gonna have to stretch. <laughs> We gonna try. See what we got. We ain't got it's it's a dry it's a dry it's a drought right now, man. It's a drought right now. Till the uh training camp starts or preseason, it's gonna be a drought. Or they get one of these trades that they've been rumored to be uh, attempting to make happen. Uh speaking of which let's let's, let's jump ahead straight to that. Laurie Marketing reporting by Tim Cato that the Mavs are currently looking to try to get him at 11 mil per year um, so that they can fit him into the trade exception. It seems like the Bulls are sticking to not wanting to take back any salary. So uh, it sounds like the ball is in Laurie Marketing's court. How did, is that how you feel about that as well? Uh, yeah, that's expected, to be honest. I mean, if the Bulls, it's been known, excuse me, from the jump that the Bulls don't want to take back salary. Obviously, the Mavs have the trade exception. The only thing is, it's been reported for months, even during the season, that Laurie Markkinen wants to play for the Mavs. How bad does he want to play for the Mavs? Is $11 million enough for his uh, need or want, desire to play for the Mavs to outweigh his uh, his desire to not be in Chicago? basically because we know he doesn't want to be there and i'm pretty sure they don't want him there so is the 11 million enough how long is the deal going to be is it like a a one plus one uh a regular two year you know he gets this 11 million proves it and then possibly gets another contract whether it be in dallas or elsewhere who knows i don't expect the contract to be long just because of you know the 11 million felt like he could get more most likely but we'll see yeah, I like that you brought up the uh, the one plus one idea. I'm, I'm guessing it, it'll probably be something like that if he takes that pay cut uh, just so he can hit the market sooner. I would imagine the Mavs might be pushing back, hoping they can underpay him for longer. Um, but then I think you start to get into a point of disrespect. <laughs> right, yeah. You are, he already taken less to come play here. Like. Right. So uh, I think there's some teams out there to watch 
that might be interested in trying to get in on that action. So uh, the longer we take, I should say, to pull it off, because I know he wants his money. And if a situation comes along where he can be showcased as a starting power forward, even if it's not Dallas, then uh, he, I mean, it could be a Gordon Hayward to Indiana type situation. I believe that um, I heard the Boston Celtics freed up a trade exception with the Evan Fournier signing trade. So they did. I know. Apparently, uh, that would put them over the hard cap. Yeah, if they so, did that trade, it would put them over. It would hard cap them or what have you. If, if they're willing to do that. Exactly, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. Right. <laughs> they definitely could make that move. I could definitely see a fit there. So. Do you think there's a possibility he's on the Chicago Bulls at the beginning of the preseason or season? I really can't see it. I feel like he's the odd man out when you look at that roster. Yeah. Um, they probably want to put Patrick Williams beside Vucevic. Yeah. Makes it makes a lot of sense. And then what, Markin is going to be the sixth man for them? He probably won't even be the sixth man. You got a guy like Kobe White out there who probably would thrive in that role. Right. So, and we, I've, DeRozan played some four last year, if I'm not mistaken. He did. So... Yeah, they, there's there's not a lot of room for him to to flourish, if you will. So I, I really can't see him staying there. The fact that he hasn't just accepted our 11 mil means that either there's other options for him or the Mavs are playing hardball. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the whole situation. If we can get him for that 11 mil, fantastic, even if it is just for two years. So, I mean, if we're getting them for a deal like that, I wouldn't be mad if it's a two-year deal. You know, right. make it fair. Right. So, and it, I'm not fine if with a, you know, like you said, a prove-it type situation. Uh, if he proves it, then, hey, pay him more, 15, <laughs> 20, whatever it's got to be. Uh, we're going to be over the cap anyway, and it's time for Mark to start paying some luxury tax. Facts. Get into that bag. So, uh, moving on. There has been some movement in the Mavs assistant coaching world. Um, the first one is a actual signing. Uh, the Mavs signed Christy Tolliver as an assistant. Uh, she was an assistant for two years with the Wizards. Um, you have any thoughts on that particular signing? Um, not necessarily. I don't know too much about Christy Tolliver, if I'm going to be honest. I just know she's a... Uh, current WNBA player, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, which is, which is kind of crazy, but, you know, not unheard of. I believe Becky Hammond was started her job with the Spurs when she was still playing, I think. Yeah. So um, uh, she she just recently hit a buzzer beater, though. I saw your tweet that said uh, when we when we asked for a second playmaker or a second shot creator, we need we should have been specific. Right. Uh, told the Mavs to sign a, a secondary ball handler that can create their own shot. I guess they did, but uh, she ain't going to be on the court with Luca. Facts. Um, that would be groundbreaking. Uh, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there is a rule that allows WNBA players to sign coaching contracts. And actually, she was the one that got the rule changed because she, when she originally signed with the Wizards, she was with the, the Mystics as well. And I think they're owned by the same management group or something. And they could only pay her $10,000 as an assistant coach because there was thoughts that maybe like the WNBA team could be supplementing her salary by her getting a job with the Wizards. Like if they paid her $100,000, that's more than what she would be able to get paid by an NBA team. Like, you know, there was like a rule to avoid collusion in that way. Okay. 
like to to have hey come sign with the mystics you'll also get this extra hundred thousand if to be an assistant with the wizards type of thing uh but she fought that rule and made it so that those ladies that do that can get paid uh which is cool which is wild good for good to know about her history uh another thing about her history her dad was actually an nba referee really yes so she's not about to say she was related to anthony tolliver (laughs) <laughs> that would be a plot twist um she, i think her mom is slovakian as well slovakian yes her heritage is slovak and american what country is that slovakia slovakia i believe is a country oh okay no, I, was, I was asking i was asking the name of the country was it slovakia or... czechoslovakia i'm about to google it right now I don't, it's weird because i this is the first time i've had to write out czechoslovakia Slovakia. Yeah, Czechoslovakia. Okay. Um, yeah. Czech Republic and shit. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So that's where uh that's where her mom is from. So another person with foreign ties, if you will. Um and she's so just a little bit more of her history. She was a she was a legend. Like I I we're about the same age. And uh I remember watching her at Maryland when she came in. Uh, won the national title, I believe, her freshman year, and she was like big time in the in the in the tournament. Um, I think I fell in love with her at some point oh, wow. during that run. <laughs> now, just her game, like she was a baller. She was. A oh, baller. okay, okay. Um, got me specific. <laughs> uh, she was a baller, and uh, so this is, this is definitely exciting to, to see us reach out. I know there was like a, a active effort to get a woman onto the staff. Some people felt some type of way about that. Oh, it's just a PR move, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't, I don't, when you say stuff like that, I, I feel like you can't, let me, let me start over. Don't just say stuff like that without doing your research. They didn't just hire some woman off the street to say, hey, we got a woman. Like she's a WNBA veteran, champion in america and europe multiple times in both places um ncaa champion basketball mind point guard leader still hitting clutch shots literally the day before we signed her and she was an assistant with an nba team prior like she didn't just get plucked out of nowhere and the fact that the team even went on a journey to make sure that they filled that hole with what because we lost jenny busick with another uh a female assistant so somebody who i could see as a head coach someday in the league that's 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 a good thing um feel how you want about jason kidd and the mavs history don't take anything away from christy tolliver by saying stuff like that that's a very good point uh, i think i told you in our text message that my initial reaction was, oh, this is a token sign and as well. But uh, when you broke it down like that and the way you broke it down a bit before, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, it kind of undermines, kind of undermines the signing. Right. Like, I think it, like, it's fine to, to feel some type of way. Right. But like, separate those two things. Don't, don't make it like her signing is all about that. And I think uh, sometimes we have a hard time separating the two things, even even with other things. So, you know, 
learning experience, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, again, excited about Christy. I think she's a strong addition to the staff. However, we did have some strikes. We had a ball and we got a foul. Or we got a strike and we got a foul. The strike was on Jason Terry. Uh, all this hype about bringing back all the old Mavs. Jason Terry was supposed to be amongst them. Thank God he's not. And that's not what? that's not a knock on Jason Dang. Terry. That's not that's not anything against Jason Terry. It's just um the whole, oh, let's bring back the twenty eleven Mavs squad. Like, bro, kick rocks, please. Like Okay. Yeah, I can get on board with that. That 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 whole idea was annoying. Yeah. And I respect Jason Terry making the decision not to to go there and instead signing to be a head coach with the Denver Nuggets uh G League affiliate, the uh Grand Rapids um was it gold? Yeah, Grand Rapids Gold. I mean, I guess it was a he's the head coach, right? Or was yes. he an assistant? He, yeah. He's the head coach. I mean, I feel like <laughs> it's not rocket science even if it's the g league to take right. a head coaching job over uh would he have even been an assistant coach here was it it like would have been like the third or fourth assistant yeah like a subsidiary assistant coach or something like yeah i would much rather have the head coaching job because if you're an assistant coach on the team sure there's going to be op- other opportunities when um jobs open up we've seen it uh we just lost our assistant yeah uh, so obviously that's a thing but with you being like the third down the line, it's probably going to be guys that's going to get opportunities ahead of you. Exactly. If you're a head coach in the G League, you're not only showing that you can coach, but you're already showing what you can do as a head coach, not an assistant. Right. And there have been several head coaches from the G League that have gotten promotions to the big leagues recently. So uh, I think Jason Terry made the right decision for himself, also getting away from even the idea of his hiring being nepotism. Yes, uh-huh. like thank goodness he didn't get hired to the Texas Legends because that wouldn't have been a good look either. Right. So go earn it on your own merit. Uh, I think get it out of the mud. I think he's. Uh, I think he's in a good spot. I think he's he's a good guy that I think will do a good job for the uh, for the goal. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy for Jason Terry. The foul ball in our assistant coaching pursuits is. J.J. Barea. Just don't um, get it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I closed the article. I had it up a minute ago. But Did basically, he even officially retire? He never uh, officially retired. I don't know if he did. I know he played overseas last year. Huh? Okay. Um, but essentially, he is joining the staff as a part-time coach and will be spending most of his time in Puerto Rico. Wait, hold up, hold up. In a yet to be defined role, uh, quote unquote. So we got a digital coach. I don't know what the hell I got. He's gonna be on a tablet or something. I, I don't know on a segue on the sidelines. I, I I don't know. Speaking of digital, did you see that see that new deal that the Mavs made with that company analytics and yeah? I did. Um, I think the homies. <sighs> The Mass Film Road interviewed the uh, executive, uh, basically, and then they put out a chart. Yes, on Reggie Bullock. They said, put it out a while ago, but they retweeted it back to the timeline. I think. Did they put it out before or after we signed him? Before. Interesting. Well, nobody knew about him before. 
I think it was before. Because on the chart, he's still on the Knicks. So, so they put the chart out saying that he was worth thirteen million a year, and the Mavs signed for ten. Who gives a shit? Uh, I feel like you're towing a very dangerous line by publicizing something like that. Trying to do the whole analytics thing and money ball. You focused on say, you know what? Let's stay on track. Lloyd Marketing pulled that chart up that said that he supposed to make seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> he he like, hey, that y'all, 11. y'all short six million. <laughs> looking at that eleven, kind of funny. Um, but now nah, I asked somebody if they had gotten a subscription because I think it's like twenty five dollars a month. I'll so if, if anybody can get it, um, I don't have that kind of money to play around with. I don't even like math. You think I'm about to pay $25 a month to look at it? Right. Like for one player, like two players, like how often is that going to be useful to me? I'm exactly. not paying $25 for that. So, um, yeah, just an interesting move. And I think they just signed another deal with like a tax company as well. I don't remember stuff like this being publicized, quite honestly. I don't not the, the way it has been. I don't agree with it being publicized, but just keep that stuff on the hush. If it gets out, it gets out. But making a big deal about it, I don't think that's a good look. Congrats to those people getting your hustle. Yeah. yeah, good for them. Um, but um, but yeah, I don't I don't know how public that stuff needs to be. Whatever. Congratulations to to those men. Get the money. Why is yes. Kevin Porter Jr. trapping? Sorry. Okay. I got distracted. I'm worried. Can't be too safe. Uh, I see nothing crazy. So, part-time coach, digital coach. We, we we've established all the uh, the assistants. We touched on marketing, and we are only twenty minutes into this podcast. So we got a little bit of extra time. I'm gonna bring it up. Should have the Blazers idea. So, shout out to the homie to, uh, Tall Traveler One. Uh, posted a tweet saying that the Blazers are being overlooked. They are the other team that didn't do shit when they were supposed to go all out this this offseason. And I've seen a lot of Mavs fans talking crazy about them, which is again, throwing stones from a glass house. <laughs> but um, Tall Traveler's point was if you took Several of the Blazers players, not named Dame, they would be the second or third best player on the Mavs. Any uh, any objection to CJ McCollum being the second or third best player if you th- throw him on the Mavs? He would be the second best player on the Mavs. Norman Powell. Third. Nurk. Probably fourth or fifth. Probably fifth. Oh, no. I think he comp- he's fighting for third, in my opinion. He's fighting for third? Healthy yeah. Nurk is fighting for third. Over Timmy? Is KP the second best player on the team? For me, yes, yeah, still. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, over Timmy, because he offers defense. I mean, I guess. I've seen that. They get cooked in the... <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Oh, oh man. Like making me work. All right. <laughs> Rewind. Uh, yeah, I guess if you say so. I seen dude get cooked in the playoffs. So. And uh, who else did he say? Might put Jalen Brunson over him too. No cap. Interesting. Robert Covington. Uh, we talked about this. I would put him maybe yeah. fourth. Fourth or fifth. He's probably in that maxi DFS range. I would put him a bit above them. Probably above them. So, yeah, probably a strong four. And the last person he said was Anthony Simons. Yeah, we're not even going <laughs> to. And no disrespect to Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons is a really good young player. But to say he would be the second or third best player on this team is blasphemous. That's and I did not see bit. his tweet. So I did not know about this tweet at all until um <laughs> until this show. Uh, Tall Traveler, you the homie, friend of the podcast, but you are bugging, bro. He did say he was tripping by adding him to the thing. Um, no, now, you're tripping I, with the whole thing, to be honest. Now, I will, for CJ. to take it a little bit further, if he meant second or third most valuable. That's different. Simons is 22. He's younger than Luca. But that's um, not what he said. I, no, I know, but yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to Simons taking a step forward this year, first of all. But with all of that established, the point I wanted to get to is the Blazers finished with exactly the same record as us last year. They dealt with major injury issues with Nurk and CJ. Are we overlooking them as a threat to be above us next year? Despite their meager moves. This to be also- honest, no. I mean, if they're above us, it's not going to be much by much. I see us as a poss- like a seven seed, possibly. Okay. If anything, they'll be a six. I don't think the Blazers, and sure, they dealt with injuries last year, but I don't think the Blazers are being overlooked. I think the Blazers are who they are. They have not improved much. Uh, they, To be honest, I think, obviously, Norman Powell's a great player. Them training um, Gary Trent Jr., excuse me, for Norman Powell made no sense. It was a linear move. It did nothing for them. Uh, them getting Robert Covington, cool. That was a good move. They did just use Carmelo. They lo- lost Carmelo Anthony and gained nothing. Yeah, I think they signed Cody Zeller. Tony Snell. <clears throat> Tony Snell. And they got a rookie who I think is pretty interesting. But like, come rookie. on, bro. It's also embarrassing. And I hate to use this term embarrassing, but they got Michael Beasley, Kenneth Fareed, and someone else on that summer league team. Like um, veterans. Emmanuel Moutier. Emmanuel Moutier. Veterans in the league, bro. So, speaking of them being on their summer league team, they still have like three roster spots as well. Right. So, all of them can end up on their roster. My thing is, and even still, that wouldn't move the needle much. I mean, Michael Beasley... Right. A few years ago, I'd have been like, cool, you know, you need some buckets here and there. Beasley can get that for you. But haven't seen Beasley do anything in a while. Right. But um, they haven't improved at all. And I think other teams in the West have improved to the point where the Blazers are in the position we're at now. You're either a playing team or you're the sixth seed. I think there's five teams easily better than the Blazers in the West. Okay. I, I respect it. I, I do think we are still pretty much on the same plane like we were last year. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. Again, both teams were expected to do something to take a step forward. We're going to take a step forward just because Luca exists. Um, 
But other than that, and I'm tired of the whole K. I'm not even gonna get into banking on KP to take a step forward. That I don't need KP to take a step forward. I need KP I mean, to, to be... get back. You know, if he can because... come out healthy, I think health has a lot to do with it. So I'm gonna hold out judgment. You know, but I don't need KP to be. Oh, you need to score 25 points a game, bro. If you can give us like 18 and nine, to be honest. Yeah, because the stats ain't what matters. How he plays that matters. Exactly. Like eighteen and nine with good defense. Yeah, can you stay in the paint for five seconds? I mean, not the actual what? paint. Obviously. I was about to That's say a, what the hell. <laughs> a, but can you like hold your position near the paint area? Like, can you post up, draw attention away from the perimeter so shooters can be open? Can you roll on a pick and roll and go to the basket hard? Uh, can you block shots? Can you hold your your spot against Carl Anthony Towns in the paint? Like those are the type of things that I need to see from him, uh, especially depending on what we do with this last roster spot. I mean, what we do with this this marketing trade, depending on how they decide to play. Um, I don't know. I just need KP to be more versatile. Then he can't just be a big shooting guard. Facts, and I've he seen you do it before, so I know you're capable of it. Yeah, you can't be Big Timmy out there. Um, can't have that anymore. So I think we got a couple more minutes to kill. Uh, apologies for the uh, <laughs> I mean, it's two o'clock in the morning. I think we're both half asleep. For sure. Um, but we we thugging it out. You want to get into free guy? Uh, what would you rather get into, free guy or what if episode two? Let's do what if. Okay, let's do what if. So tell me your experience with what if. Um, in order to explain how much I loved episode two, I have to talk about episode one. Should we do a spoiler warning? Yes. You are listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to do it. <laughs> this is a spoiler warning. We have watched the show. If you have not. And you don't want anything spoiled, click out of the podcast right now and come back. You are not listening to a reaction podcast, but we're going to talk about the show anyway. <laughs> and pew, if pew. Have, if you have not clicked out now, by now, you're on your own. Go. So episode one of What If basically dealt with uh, Captain Carter, Peggy Carter becoming Captain America, well, Captain Carter, as opposed to Steve becoming Captain America. While that episode was good and I enjoyed it, I'm glad that was the first one and they got it out of the way. Because when this series was announced, I'm like, man, I want them to do things different. And I think they actually mentioned this on the Midnight Boys. And I felt the exact same way. I wanted them to do something different, but this episode was just, it was a retelling. It was a rehash. It was a recap. Of Captain America, the first Avenger. It was very, very close. Almost everything was exactly the same. It was like, oh, this is that movie, but instead of Steve, it's her. Right. And the only different beats here and there. I was going to say the main thing that you take away from it is that Peggy and Steve were going to be in love no matter what. No matter what. Which was cool because I used to always say, oh, she only liked him because he got big. I was wrong. So with this episode, it's completely different. This is not a rehash telling of Guardians of the Galaxy. Because outside of Star-Lord, there's only one other Guardian in here. And he's in there for a few seconds, literally. That's Drax. And he's a bartender. 
His whole story's changed. His whole story changed. The entire yeah. story of the galaxy changed just because T'Challa became Star-Lord. Right. It was then actually, they, it was amazing. It was fantastic. I loved it. There was not a dull moment. It had me laughing the whole time. They turned Thanos into a punchline and it worked. <laughs> like, the fact, seeing how the universe changed just because this one guy, T'Challa, became Star-Lord as opposed to um, Peter Quill. Peter Quill. It's fantastic. And it also, and I heard this on the Midnight Boys, I think, or it was somewhere else. It shows that T'Challa would have been important or would have been a presence regardless of where he was. Right. It was basically what he did in Black Panther on a galactic scale, basically. Right. Him wanting to change things in Black Panther, like towards the end, opening up the world to Wakanda. It's basically like he got to do that, like you said, on a galactic scale. And he got to do it from the jump. He wasn't told, no, you can't do this. You know? Right. So... Uh, this was I love this episode so much. It was so many nice, you know, uh, tidbits, moments. Uh, the collector being a villain. The collector was dope. The collector was dope. Uh, I did not like how the um, what Thanos is guys the Dark Order. The Dark Order, Black Order. Yeah, the Black Order. I was watching them beat Thanos' ass, and I'm like, bro, this is like <laughs> when you fight the big bad, and then you unlock him in a game, and he's ass. Like, bro, why y'all able to just don't make sense? Uh, Polar City was on his ass. <laughs> Polar City was pounding him into the dirt. I was like, yo, Thanos looking kind of small all of a sudden. Proxima <laughs> was about to put give him the death blow for a Facts. second. I was like, I can't believe they got Thanos out here looking like this. Nebula was bad. And I don't yo, mean bad. Hold on, hold on. I'm not comic book. I'm not comic book familiar. Does she have hair in the comics? I believe she does. the The way she looks in the the movies isn't how she always looks in the comics. Um, let me look it up. Cause uh, I, I I was like, who the hell is that? Huh? Yeah, I just found a strip with her with hair. Yeah. I Didn't read like um, that. She I read faucet. I read the Infinity Gauntlet comic, and she had hair. So. Okay. But, I ain't um, mad at it. I also like how you know, um, I like how they bring people back, the voice, the actors to play the voices. Right. Um, I didn't know that was Benicio del Toro playing the collector. Really? No, I didn't. In the movie or in in the show? Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's dope that they were able to get him. Uh, they even got Kurt Russell to do the cameo at the end, I believe. That's crazy. Unless they just use like a line from the movie and put it in this, I don't know. I think, um, yeah, that could have been a line from Guardians too. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it was. I think it was when they first met and he got right. off the ship when they went to the forest. So yeah, that might be it. Um, because no way you get Kurt fucking Russell to come in for that one line. I mean, the money, right? <laughs> I'm not paying nobody that much for one line. <laughs> He might have uh, a studio set up in his house. So you never know. I did uh, notice uh, Drax was not Batista. While the person doing the Drax impression was good, it yeah. made me realize no one can do Drax like Batista. So. Right. Definitely, definitely noticed that. Um, 
Rena, that was uh, the collector's assistant. Right. They actually brought her back. Okay, that's good. They brought Seth Green back for Howard the Duck as well. Right. Um, They got the dude from This Is Us. Who's Taserface? Taserface was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. The guy uh, who took over Yondu's ship. Then they made fun of his name. Gotcha, yeah. He was in this too. Apparently that he they brought him back. He's that's the dude from This Is Us. Uh, um, for my for my This Is Us people out there, I'm pretty sure that was not Jimon Hansu, right? I think it was. Uh, yep, you it was him. Really? Yep. That's it's, I've never seen him play a character like that. Like really? like the playful. Yeah. Yeah, because like he, he was dick riding the whole episode. <laughs> that was it. Was hilarious. Like he deserves an AVN award for that performance. <laughs> He said he was so perfect. Um, he said, "Me and Star Lord are like best friends. Get off his nuts." Because you ain't you ain't expect it at all. At all. That like set the whole tone for the show. Quite honestly, it did. It really did. It was, oh, it is such an honor <laughs> <laughs> to get my ass whooped by you. It's like yo, what? I want to ask: Was any of his moments the funniest part of the episode for you, or was it something else? Because I know what mine was. Kind of thing off the dome because again, like that first scene where he's like fanboying over him while getting right. his ass beat, like that was hilarious because I wasn't ready for it. Um, but I'm trying to think, there was something near the end or not when they were when he was like breaking him out of prison, I think. Okay, I think it might have been when Nebula was letting him out, he says something and then he like changed his mind. Whenever, okay, I forgot I about that, that was actually hilarious. I can't remember what exactly how it went. Was it when Nebula broke him out, or was it when Nebula did break him out? Yeah, and he popped up like, "I can't believe you will betray us like this" or something like that. Yeah, I forgot. I can't about remember that. what it was. That was I can't remember what exactly. Now. But what was your favorite? What was your favorite? The um, when they got back to Wakanda and Thanos was explaining his idea to Okoye, and she said, "That sounds a lot like genocide," and he said, "No, <laughs> because it's random, but it's efficient." And Nebula is over there just like the embarrassed daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Their relationship in this is hilarious. Like she literally considering what it's like in the movies. She literally did the whole like dad. Like yes, I was like, yo, for real. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't even know what next week's is gonna be be about. But I I I I almost want to be surprised, but should I look at it? I haven't even looked at it yet, so no, don't look at it. I I want to be surprised as well. Well, I mean, it's not going to be a surprise once we open the title, and you know. I usually just wait. I mean, I, I mean, it looks like Loki. Oh wow! Okay. Which is interesting. I want to see somebody else. Like I um, just watched Loki. <laughs> speaking of the end, though, um, <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, we see Ego find Peter Quill. He was working at like Dairy Queen or something like that. Yeah, right? like a janitor at Dairy Queen. I guess they basically saying <laughs> no matter what happens to him, he ain't shit. I'm sorry if you're a janitor at Dairy Queen. I didn't. <laughs> Never mind. Just move. Yeah. All right. So, ego shows up, and the uh, the narrator, the uh, the watcher, says something about this being disastrous for the universe when ego finds Peter Quill. He said it could spell the end of the universe. So, do you think one of the future episodes is going to be? Yes, because he also he also said, but that's a story for another day. So I think down the line some of these may intertwine. Okay. Okay. I think it's very it's a very possibility. So it's a very I, good possibility. I don't want to get too ahead, but most of them have pictures. 
there's one episode that does not have a picture up when you look at the episode list for this season. Where is this at? It's uh, September 5th. I'm on IMDb. So, like, there's a picture beside... The first one has Captain Carter's picture, like, as the main picture. Second one has uh, T'Challa. Third one has, like, a half shot of Loki. The fourth one, I can't really see. It's kind of far out. If I clicked on it, I probably could. Fifth one looks like it has Thor. The sixth one has no picture, though. And then the seventh one, well, that's interesting. I didn't see that coming. I don't see pictures next to them. Are you looking at IMDb season one? Yes. I go to IMDb. You got the what if, right? Oh, wow. I'm stupid as hell. This is a different show. <laughs> but if you go to the episode guide, like each picture, each show, each episode has a picture by it. That seventh one looks crazy or interesting. Okay, let's see. Episode three, Loki. What if Loki presented himself to the governments of Earth as king of Asgard? What the hell? All right. Interesting. And I don't think they have descriptions for any of the rest of them. Fourth one looks like it might be Doctor Strange. Now, wait a minute. When I... It only shows a picture for Loki's. Really? I see Loki. The fourth one has one looks like Doctor Strange. Fifth one has Thor holding somebody up in the air. Am I supposed to click on uh, season one where it says browse episodes? So, like, I hit the episode guide, and then season one, I just scroll down. Are you on the computer or on your phone? On my phone. Okay, yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the, like, the season thing, and it has, like, you scroll down, through, and it shows you all nine episodes. So to see the picture, you click on the episode? Okay. No. Nope. on that. You didn't? No. I'm looking at, oh, like, I can go hit it up and down. I see all nine listed. Like I'm not in I mean, I see them all listed, episode. but the pictures just aren't next to them. That's all. Not even for the first two? No. I don't know why you don't see pictures. Yeah, that's weird. Do you have the app or are you on the website? Website. All right, I'm on the app. Maybe that's Okay, the maybe that's why. Um, but yeah, the seventh one is Spider-Man. And it looks like but he But I has... can see the pictures when I click on them. Okay. It has uh, Doctor Strange's cloak on. Episode six does not have a picture. So it does still don't have a picture, even if you click on it. So that one is interesting. Is there a movie that comes out around that time? The third, I think, is Shang-Chi, right? Yes, that's actually, yeah. When is Spider-Man December? Yep. And Eternals is October? November. November. Number eight is the zombies. That's going to be interesting. We'll see. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. Oh, this final episode now looks like it's going. Oh shit! Did you look at the detail? Or did you just look at the picture. Looking at the detail. They got details up. Oh. And an alternate timeline vision. Oh become... no! Oh bad. Oh, you didn't want me to read it. It's fine. We there now. No, no, no! <laughs> I don't have to finish. I don't have to finish. I won't finish it. Yeah. I think I've played with that character actually. Yeah, I won't read it on here just in case. But uh oh shit. Oh yeah, this looks like it's gonna be interesting. Facts. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this ride, I think. That's what she said. Good for her. Hopefully she hopefully she lived up to her expectations. Um <laughs> so uh 
I think that's it, man. I don't really have much else. We we hit the thirty minute threshold. We did what we had to do. I think that's it. Uh, maybe another time we could talk about Free Guy because I did want to talk about it, but it's getting kind of late. It is. Um, Free Guy, watch it if you haven't. That's all Please I'll do. say about it. Please do. There are mixed reactions out there. I will say I really? understand. Yeah, a lot of people have said it's a terrible movie. Uh, to each their own. It's not a thing I combat. I don't think it's for everyone, but I think it's a fantastic movie. I just don't know if you what you would be expecting to not like it. Yeah, like if you went are. into it, you knew what it was about. Exactly. And you still didn't enjoy it. I, I gotta be. I gotta be. I gotta be very curious about what what that looks like. You gotta enjoy things for what they are. I graded it a ten out of ten. Now let's be honest. Grading that a 10 out of 10 and me grading Ford versus Ferrari a 10 out of 10, which I did. It's not the same 10 out of 10, not right. holding them to the same criteria and standards. So I think that's the thing that people miss when you do ratings. Uh, speaking of which, uh, it's plug time. Um, I am like in a gap right now. I have nine days before I'm back in class. So these next nine days, I'm trying to go hard on content on my website. Um, I am going to be finalizing not finalizing because I'm still going to watch some of these movies but my 2020 movie list ranking and I'm going to start trying to do my awards I usually reach out to a few homies to help me out with the awards Wait. we'll see if that happens Go ahead. Wait. did you say 2020 award list rankings apparently I didn't release it until July last year so I'm just going to keep it rolling like that that okay I want to make sure I got in like some of the movies I didn't catch in movie theaters didn't get to streaming until like a couple months ago. Oscars can push back, so can I. God yeah, damn. whatever. You ain't the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just putting the list out there for posterity reasons. Okay. And then I'm going to put my 2021 rankings so far for movies. So basically, it just serves as a recommendation list, which I've had to drop on people lately. I also plan to try to like break down like by genre what like for recommendation purposes because I feel like I often get questions oh what should I watch blah 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 I was like well if you like this watch this 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 type of stuff so I'm kind of trying to figure out how to put that into article form um, and then show recommendations as well on Netflix Hulu all that good stuff okay I actually think but for free guy the first movie the last movie i gave a 10 out of 10 to was ford versus ferrari 95 percent audience score free guy free guy yes yeah i saw that numbers so, are high. didn't like the storyline is the one half star rating i see that doesn't tell me a lot not at all like what did you not like about the storyline like it's a it's a like very common situation i feel like it did what it was it. supposed to do it did more than it was supposed to do. Touche. It did. Here it is. I, I was disappointed. It seemed like it would be so good, but kind of flopped. Felt like it could have been a lot better. See, like, these people ain't saying shit. Wait and watch it when it comes on TV. Let's looking at all the, the reviews that bring that 95 down. The animation was awesome. Story a bit confusing, but really good. What was confusing, confusing. about that? There was nothing confusing at all. Okay, okay, all right. All right. I'm gonna read a couple more, then we'll get out of here. I'm just find to try to find the bad ones. Come on, there we go. Three star great acting, pacing, and effects, but gave it a three. Okay, that's odd. 
Yeah, I'm, I don't know if they know how these ratings work. <laughs> if, if it's three or less, it's it's a negative. So they, it has to be three and a half or higher. Three. I like the story, but I think it could have been done in a more child-friendly way. The right. language really wasn't necessary. But in a Ryan Reynolds film. Okay. First of all, who said this was a kid's movie? Was it PG-13? Yes. Child-friendly? You know what? Y'all... Expecting Be- things because to- it's video because it's video game related, you expected it to be kids related. But you have to realize this game that they're playing is not a kid's game at all. And it, I think that was one thing I know because my my friend took her son. I think he's like eleven because he plays Fortnite. And a lot of parents that have Fortnite kids, they let their small kids play games like that. Don't understand, I guess. I mean, I, you, I would hope you understand that they're playing these games against adults a lot of times. Fortnite is more childlike. This was GTA Online. That's what I'm saying. Like, this wasn't just a Fortnite situation. Like, you had to know going. That's why it was PG-13. Like, they, it wasn't just because of violence. <laughs> it was going to be some language. Motherfucker said kid-friendly, boy. We walked out. Not funny unless you're a gamer. One star. I'm not a gamer. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Okay. All right. all right, that's it. <laughs> all that's, right, that's, that's enough. This is ridiculous. Like none of these bad reviews has convinced me of like. I literally, one... I literally just said, "Hey, if you don't like it, I can understand." But none of those I understood. I just, <laughs> like, I'm just looking for one that like makes sense. It was bad. Watch at your own risk. Y'all not saying nothing at all. All right, I think I found one with some actual details. Cute storyline ruined by, cru- oh, god damn it. Crudeness in language. So unnecessary and sadly disappointing. <sighs> Total waste of a couple hours of my life. Hollywood has ran out of good ideas for movies. I thought it was very novel concept that touches on I just relevant topics. Should be rated R language. Inappropriate no, for it's... age group that would see this show. My 11-year-old asked if I wanted to leave. We did. It was PG-13. Fuck you and your 11-year-old. How about that? Like, did the people just not pay attention to ratings? Did they think it was PG-13 for fun? And if Lil' Cug got a problem with what I say, he could see me on phone now. I will fight kids. Kids are very rude these days. Granted, I was rude first, but you got the balls, boy. Step up. What you mean? Some kids do need to get smacked every now and then. Oh, wow. All right. I am done with fictional movies. If I'm ever offered to see one, I'll just stay home <laughs> and watch Formula 51. At Wait. least Formula 51 had imagination, unlike this crap. Do you know why it had imagination? It was based on doing drugs. Acid, unlike Free Guy, where it was written by someone who was taking drugs. Paxel. Is that a legit thing? Whatever. Ironically, this movie was called Free Guy when you could tell that this movie was not based on open-mindedness or feeling free. What's, what the fuck are you talking yo, about? Yo, bro, who, yo, what's up with Cub? This shit is hilarious. All right, I'm, I'm, that's all I can read. I'm, I'm dying. Please don't man. read anymore. I'm crying. Like, I'm in actual tears. Oh, man, these people are stupid. Boy, you woke. That's crazy. Should have read oh, his name. He crazy. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. All right. Free Guy was hilarious. I, you don't have to be a gamer to watch it. Um, there are some great references for people who are gamers. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed There's it. There's some nice Easter eggs for gamers in there, too. I noticed early in the film. 
if you're paying attention, you'll see it. But two people are having a conversation, and in the background, there's a player like just jumping at the wall and running into it. I missed that. I saw somebody mention it, but I yeah, I I literally saw that, and I was laughing the whole time, like because I've done that. But that's besides the point. I do think this is probably going into my five star rating list. I only have two movies right now for 2021 with five star ratings. What's the other one? One of them is Nobody. And Mr. again, this is no, Wait. just nobody with uh, nobody from Better Call Saul. Yeah, that's okay. All right. And yeah, again, I still haven't seen is, that. Like you said, this is genre stuff, like action. That was it was epic. It was Absolutely. the John Wick people. So, and then the other one is a movie called Little Fish, which is more like a drama, uh, romance drama actually. Right. Uh, which is indie, like the very different movies. Fives for very different reasons, but fives nonetheless. Shout out to my boy Jarrell Alexandria on YouTube. He does movie reviews. Okay. Uh, I trust his opinion very much. Um, I saw him give a 10 out of 10 to the Snyder Cut. Not for me. I think I gave him a four. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, I kind of he replied to my tweet when I talked about Free Guy. He was like, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, Hey, check it out, you know. Yeah, follow up with whatever he ends up rating it. You said if that's, if that's if he reviews it, I don't know if he's gonna review it or if he's gonna see it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it might be late for somebody like that to do a review. Yeah, but uh, I think we we stretched this long enough. We did, we did. It's time to go to bed now. All right, take it easy. Goodbye, so long to you, my friends. Goodbye. For now, until we meet again, I said so long. Farewell to you, my friends. I guess this is delirious. For now, until we meet again. You never watched Out of the Box? I don't think I did. I think I might have I forgot that's that's, that's 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 that's. Yeah, it's after your time. My fault. I might, have, I might have heard the song. I was on Lamb Chops. Yeah, the people who listen to it and know, y'all going to sing along. I probably messed up the lyrics a little bit. I'm tired. Don't mess judge up, me. I think, I think I, I've heard the song before. Man, I'm about to look it up right now. But like my little sister was paying attention to it. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, right. I know you're not about to look these lyrics up for real. The lyrics, boy. I'm about to look you the video up. It, I am. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, look. <laughs> I am. Hold on, they're not really doing the beat like you just did. <laughs> so long, farewell to you, my friends. Goodbye for now until we meet again. Uh, I, I got it right in the show, baby. Let's go. What I'm talking about. I used to watch this every day when I used to lie and tell my mom I was sick. I'm telling I'm stitching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll see y'all next week, man. Peace. Peace. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all.
They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out.